the reality is most people join these companies with big dreams. They're really good. That's why they get these jobs. Yeah. They are superstars in whatever they're doing. That's why they get these jobs. And the company then swallows them, makes mm. their lives so comfortable. And as we know, nothing grows in comfort. Namaste, everybody. This is the Zaina Garg Family Pod Show. So excited to have you guys here. All five of us are on deck for very, very riveting conversation today about whether we should work for ourselves or have a job that play, pays you an income that gets taxed through the employer. Two of my kids are getting ready to work in some capacity for other companies. And I am an entrepreneur, so I have my opinions on the matter. And we can't wait to get into this debate because my husband and I vociferously disagree on this topic. He is pro-corporate jobs. I am completely against it. I believe in entrepreneurship. I believe everybody should make their own destinies and not be beholden to what the employer wants or doesn't want. But my husband, of course, has built this very successful career, 25 years of doing what he does. And our kids are in the middle of our fight and now exploring this all by themselves. Please welcome my oldest, my daughter. She is a junior in college, Zoya Garg. Uh, my son, my 17-year-old, who was a senior in high school, just got accepted to Cornell University. What, what? <laughs> Cornell University, early accepted, very exciting for Bridge. And um, my youngest, my 12-year-old, sixth grader, Veer Garg, is in the house also. And of course, my husband of 25 years, finance professional, Shalab Garg. So let's get into it. Let's uh, basically, kids, explain to your dad why entrepreneurship is a better option. Hey, 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 hey. I thought this was a discussion. You already yeah. made the conclusion. Well, they it's all never a discussion, dad. When has it ever been a discussion? They, no, because guys, you don't have to be scared of him. Just tell him what you really think. I think it's a really tough decision. No, it's not. It's open and closed. Wait, Bridge, no, I thought we were all Bridge, on the same team. Bridge, why I don't you know what his stance is. Why don't you tell everyone what you asked me this morning? Okay, this morning. So I just started work. I started just started working. And one of my jobs, I work at an office with at a real estate firm as like an assistant to someone, kind of, and does some real estate stuff. And as I started to get paid, I get paid through their company. And I lost a lot of the money through taxes. Yes. So a lot correct. of the money that I was supposed to make went to taxes. Wait, what do you mean it went to, can you explain a little bit more? So, Are you being paid on a salary? Yeah, so I'm being or... paid on an hourly basis. So I make some money per hour and the amount of money I should have made was a lot greater than the money I received because a lot of it went to taxes. Not a lot, Bridge, 20%. It's not a lot. It felt like a lot. It felt like a lot. 20% is a lot. 20%, 20% is, is a lot. lot of yeah. Shouldn't it be higher because you're in the state of New York? No, because here's why. Oh. My income so is between zero and $15,000 a year. So if it's between that tax bracket, technically, I'm supposed to be paying $0 in taxes. But the way it works is I pay taxes throughout the whole year. And then after the year, so next year, I get all the money back. But I don't get it for this year. So all the money that I paid in taxes stays oh, paid is it until I get paid it back. Through a company? Yeah, exactly. Ah. Whereas in your mother's case, right. she gets paid everything that she makes up front. Then she claims expenses on it, which could be things like whatever expenses that she took to make that money, and then files for taxes through a different kind of tax system 
where she can say that I don't really owe any taxes because all the income went into expenses. Exactly. So, whereas when you take an Uber bridge out of your income, it is after your after tax income, right? Yeah. The money that you got. When she takes an Uber, it's at the top line. And then she claims that that Uber was towards her work. It was towards her work. It was towards her work. Don't yeah. say right. you claim it as if it's shady. I am going to work. I, I, how do you want me to walk to work? This, this way of methodology in the United States, in a great country of ours, allows someone who is making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of income a year, pay like at a 15 to 18% tax rate. And someone who is making a couple of million dollars a year from an employer pay as much as 50% in the great state of New York. But Jad, you're saying that as if it's unfair. America exactly. benefits from people who build their own businesses, their own products. America does not benefit from everybody just working for other people. You right? are right. So it's in their business incentive to allow small business owners to actually enfranchise and build their own careers. On you their are own. absolutely right. I don't disagree with you. So, but that so is like not it, the subject a, yeah. of this podcast. The subject of this podcast, as your mother explained, is what of the two career paths should a young professional like yourself or now our really handsome bridge should be pursuing? You could say you're very beautiful, Zoya, too. You know, handsome <laughs> like, Bridge. Like, I don't know why Bridge always gets handsome and I just get... Your wait, mother wait, started wait, that. Wait, wait. Mother started Vier, that. Vier just asked a really good question. I, I have my answer for it, but I want to hear wait, mom's answer. Can, can, can you repeat it? Can you repeat it? Why can't it be both? Because why can't you work an internship when you're in college and then once you graduate and you have your degree, why can't okay. you start a company? So then? I'm going to give my <laughs> answer first. That's a banger question. It's a great question. I'm going to give my answer first. Here's the first reason why, and I'm also going to tie this into why I think it's a difficult decision within, between the two. Okay. Because in college, you obviously have to pay a lot of money towards tuition. You have to pay, depending on the college, but no matter where you go, if it's in America, it's going to be a lot of money. If it's a private and institution. If it's a private institution. You, even you're state like, you're gonna, school is not yeah, free. Yeah, even state school. Like schools like Michigan, money. UVA, yeah. all of them are very expensive. Yeah, so uh, very expensive. Student. To pay off those tuitions, you want to get a job. And here's the thing. If you're becoming an entrepreneur your path to making a good amount of money to be able to pay that off or just a good amount of money generally is a lot longer because usually these internships and these jobs, like they suck you in. They give you like $100,000 in your first year or first two years. And you're like, oh, I made so much money. Why would I not stop doing this? And then they, t they suck you in, they keep you, they keep you until eventually they offer you a job right out of college. And you're saying, oh, five years, millions of dollars. And you just stick with that company. Mm. Right. Well, you were right. And that is not entirely untrue that the corporate America is so wait, very good at sucking you in. Yeah, go ahead, just Zoya. Understand more clearly, Bridge, what you're saying is that it's a tough trade-off because you're making a huge investment into your undergrad, which is usually really financially constraining on most people in America. And so it makes the most sense to optimize for a job right out of college that helps you pay that off. But the downside to that is that it's a really sticky position where they usually will suck you in and you can't get out to pursue your entrepreneurial dreams once you're in it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And what they're really buying from you, they're not really buying your talent and your ability is one thing. But what they're buying from you is your youth. They're buying your young age, your ability to work, overwork, your ability to put in crazy amount of hours. And then when you get to be of a certain age, when you become, quote unquote, too expensive, or quote unquote, uh, too demanding or whatever, because you've been, become senior enough, they're going to let you go because they, they can replace you with a cheaper version of you.
and and, uh, and you... along the way you have not built any equity anything that you can actually take and monetize the only thing you've gotten out of this job is the salary so and the training a large salary though and a training yeah. as well you so, whichever business you're in like zoya is starting an internship at a big tech company this summer by the way can we congratulate her please yes yes congratulations she's one of thousands of people that applied for this internship and thousands of stanford people that applied yeah. and you know she landed this internship for which i'm really proud of her because i know that these are very hard jobs to get she will learn the you know inner details of how a tech firm of that size trillions of dollars of worth of a company is run she can use that knowledge down the road to do whatever she may want this knowledge cannot be learned without being part of that ecosystem this is true that but this is, is what veer was saying too where veer was saying why can't you do both right like veer knows that i'm doing this internship during so who wants to answer that question why can't you do both who wants to answer that I want you to answer it. I, yeah, I mean, because I'm I think Bruce, yeah, I want Bruce you to and answer. I are all on the same page that you can do both. I so here's why it's unlikely that most people will do both. Is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? No. I'll tell you why. First of all, to respond to Bridges' comment the, that college cost of college and you need to pay it, the cost of life only goes up from there. So it's not like once you're done paying college suddenly you don't have expenses by then your expense structure is even higher so the stakes are even higher you need more money to live you have a home you have a spouse you might have kids you might have a car so it's that much harder to take risk as you get older secondly these companies the number one thing they know how to do is how to capture you and keep you while they're getting maximum value out of you that is what they need they need people young people working for them that they can juice the maximum value out of and monetize so they know what they have to do the minimum they have to do to keep you what bonuses they have to give you what perks they have to give you the food the bus the this the that whatever each generation has its own thing your dad and my generation had a set of perks that we used to covet now your generation has its new set of perks the the idea that why can't you do both is that that once you're in that ecosystem it's a lot harder to leave and as somebody who started their career late in life let me tell you when you're stripped of your ability to believe you can do it on your own it's a, it's like you're digging you're drowning into a hole every day a hole that is stripped away of your self esteem your ability to believe that you can do this on your own so to come back out is a lot harder it's not impossible and people do it but it's a lot lot harder to give up a comfortable job a 401k health benefits whereas the alternative is that you take all these risks when you're a lot younger when your expense structure is the lowest it's going to be in your adult life and you learn how to do you fight those struggles early on and you start building something of your own that will have equity in it with every passing year but i know your dad has a different different opinion yeah and, i don't uh, have this opinion i think that as a young professional coming out of a good college like both of you will be i mean one of you closer than the other it is really important to learn it is important to learn something tangible and that tangible learning comes from working at these big corporations that have the resources and the human Uh, you know people that have been in the business for many years i do agree with your mother that if you don't create tangible brand value in yourself in your own name 
then in 10 years, 15 years down the road, you will find yourself basically back on the street because the company will uh, look for younger versions of you um, and they want turnover. You know, they don't want 40 year old people uh, sitting there sort of doing the job that a 25 year old can do. That is true. But by that time, hopefully you have created this tangible brand value in yourself and either you can start something for your own and get a bigger or get a bigger job at, at a, as a division head or, you know, remember the CEOs of most of these companies are people that started and then rose through the ranks to become CEOs, right? They were not CEOs. Uh, they were not entrepreneurs that become CEOs. Even as Microsoft and Google may have been started by entrepreneurs, but they're being run by professionals, professionals who um, started at these firms at a younger age. Same for Goldman Sachs or Morgan Stanley or McKinsey or any of these large corporations or Procter & Gamble, any of these large, large blue chip companies. Um, and they, you know, those are fantastic career paths. Uh, I don't know their fantastic career path. Mom, but I, and yeah, the one so. thing that I think that we haven't really spoken about in regard to this conversation, which I do think is very important, is as a young person, being surrounded by really smart people is important, right? And I do think that you get a lot of value out of meeting people who are interested in maybe the same space as you. And you'll have the opportunity to work with them and actually build things alongside them, alongside getting feedback from people who have been in the industry for a long time. Uh, what I'm saying is that I think that dad's emphasis on like, if you go into it thinking, I want to learn, I don't want to be here for 15 years, then it's very different than I need to cling on to this internship for dear life because I need to get a full-time offer because I need to work here for 20 years so I can pay off my tuition. I think it's all about intention setting. And I think dad just described the intention. If you go into it wanting to learn and figure out how to absorb as much information as you possibly can from an experience that not many people get, that's very, very different than maybe the experience that even dad had where he was immigrating to the U.S. and knew he had to get residency here with you like as his spouse you guys had a lot more to sacrifice whereas me bridge and veer have a lot more freedom i know that and and there is some truth to it but not a lot of course <laughs> and uh, mostly because the the fundamental flaw in that idea idea is that this intention setting is somehow going to lead to results the reality is most people join these companies with big dreams they're really good that's why they get these jobs yeah. They are superstars in whatever they're doing. That's why they get these jobs. And the company then swallows them, makes mm. their life so comfortable. And as we know, nothing grows in comfort. So what happens is that you become so used to this life of being taken care of by, by the companies. And it is not in their interest to let you shine individually. When you do a corporate job in a big company, your job is to make the big brand shine. They're not in the business of creating superstars individually. That Do you is know what true. I mean? But also, so, but also so, it is. So hold on. Let me just finish one second, Bridge, and then you speak because I know you and I are seeing eye to eye right now. <laughs> no, I actually think you're not. No, I'm he is seeing eye to eye. He's giving I... me the eyes and, and you are you and dad can be connected. It's fine. It's giving me <laughs> you and I agree. <laughs> what what is happening is that they they are gonna dull they're gonna dull your shot. You at your peak working capacity, twenties and thirties, are gonna work at a fraction of the shine that you could be working at because it's not in their interest to create bridge the superstar, Zoya the superstar, Veer the superstar. You will see, dad says you should create your own brand. How many people actually do it? I would, if I had to guess less than 1%. 
less than 1% actually get it done. Because why? Because life becomes comfortable. They give you the free this and that. You know, something will happen. Christmas will happen. Thanksgiving, they'll give you a free turkey. And you'll be like, this is freaking great. <laughs> this is what happens. This is how little it takes to buy somebody's loyalty. You give them a, a turkey, turkey and they're like, oh, my God. Like, that's it. Like, I never Turkey isn't anything. even good. Uh, it, that's what they do. Shala, we grew up in companies. We grew up <laughs> when people were retiring after 25 years of work. 25 years of work on their way, they would get like an exit, uh, like a clock. That I mean, had their okay, name on okay. it. These companies are not your friends. I don't Thank think you. that. I don't think that anyone is sitting here and assuming that these corporate firms, the corporate firms, and the officers and the employees of the firm work for the stock price to go up. Shareholders own the company, not you as an individual. You're just, you know, a cog in the wheel of a large machine. But there is value in being a cog in the wheel of a machine that is being run well. Yeah. Because that. You get to learn how the other parts of that machine work. What do they do? How they do it? Learn from it and then use that. And remember, everybody's making it sound as if entrepreneurship is like a cake, piece of cake. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's not guaranteed money at all. And then you make a billion dollar company. I mean, out of every 10, in my family, I chose the corporate path. And my younger brother, as as you guys know, chose the entrepreneurship path. He never worked for anyone, right? It's right off the college and it's true you know he's done exceptionally well he's you know 10 times maybe 100 times more successful than i am uh, in the traditional sense um so i mean i understand that when entrepreneurship goes well the rewards are multiplicable multiplicative of then of doing a corporate job but at the same time you know for every one my brother there are 10 people who fail you know who are not able to make anything out of it and before you know it your 20s are gone your 30s are gone and nobody can start a corporate job for the first time at 35 it's just not happening wait that i just want to circle back because bridge wanted to say something earlier and didn't get the chance to speak before mom interrupted <laughs> go ahead Tell yeah. i was i was going to say something similar just that entrepreneurship is not guaranteed at all like you it's about 1% of companies that are 1% of entrepreneurship companies that actually turn out to be successful. And especially if you're a college student, a lot of entrepreneurs that do well, either drop out of college. Some don't even attend college, like your friends. Um, some of them don't even uh, attend college. They just go straight into entrepreneurship and it works. But when you go to college, you have the tuition to pay off. Then you're trying to get a home. Then you're trying to get, if you marry somebody, you have kids, a lot of, a lot of people to take care of and not a lot of money in entrepreneurship if it's not going well. Because no matter what entrepreneurship opportunity, you're going to have to work 100% of the time. Something that I, um, Kevin O'Leary said that I really liked was that if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, then you have to say goodbye to football Sundays. You have to say goodbye to Saturday, soccer on Saturdays. Say goodbye to birthdays. You were working 24-7 for the, first five years of your, for the first five years of your company at least. And it doesn't give you that much time to do other things. The money might not be there. You might not be able to fund your life as a totality. It, there's a lot, of, a lot of risk involved in entrepreneurship that makes it compelling to join the um, corporate force. Wait, I just want to add something really short. Um, I completely agree with Bridge, but I also just frame of reference, Bridge and I are really blessed in the sense that I'm going to Stanford, he's going to Cornell, right? These are once in a lifetime learning experiences that the two of us are going to get. And it's only four years, right? I believe that in order to just enjoy four years and to learn and to actually be here, it's important to just actually be here, right? Like, it's not like you can do 
like your classes and also start a million businesses and also like, and you can, I, I mean, it's not like, what I'm trying to say is that you can do a lot of this after you're not a student anymore. Right for yeah, me, but we're not we're not talking about doing it during. Co- we're saying at the end of the college road, which path to choose? That's no, but we point. are talking a little bit about that, right? Because we are asked, for example, is it okay to do an internship or is it okay yeah. to? For me, like I think it's so ideal that I'm getting to a chance to do an internship in my college years because it feels like a, just a continuation of just spending more time learning rather than really the start of my career. And I do believe that that is valuable for what dad said. I mean, it's important to know how a good team is operated and run. I think you can learn a lot from just being the small person who's just watching everything go down and actually being in the, if you want to lead a team one day, you should know what it was like to be an employee. I mean, Mr. Wonderful, for example, like Bridge said earlier, he spoke about an experience. Everybody knows the story about how he worked as an ice cream scooper and how he was treated as an employee and how that actually encouraged him to go leave and start his own business. If he hadn't had that experience where he was talked down to and demeaned, maybe he wouldn't be as good as a good a leader as he is today and know how to talk to his own people. So I do think it's valuable. And I think that like, for example, internships during your undergrad are really important. But I agree with you that going straight into a corporate job right out of college is not necessarily the way to go because they are looking for youth. They are looking for how can I get the most out of this person? By the way, just to be sure, I do think that you have to pick the absolute top companies of the country. In other words, if the company you are joining does not have the built infrastructure and the machinery to train young people, then the whole experience is very different. So right. just to be sure, we are talking about the absolute top blue chip firms, which if I had to count in my hands, there's probably 15 such companies across various industries that, that would qualify in that in that metric. But I don't know if I, I entirely th- agree. Why? Not that I know a lot. I think that you can get a lot of work experience from just being in any big corporation, right? Like I do agree with mom to us. I'm very excited about my internship and I'm really excited about the team I'm getting to work with. I also do believe that a lot of them are really similar experiences and some people get more lucky than others. But I think just working a summer where you are not the top of the top, I think working as a temp, I think working as an assistant, I think working as somebody who's low level, I just think that's valuable. Work is valuable. Listen, no one is disagreeing that work is valuable because this is the Garg family podcast. We only work. (laughs) This is what we do. We work. We work a lot. We like working. We like making money. Here we are talking about how to optimize the time. Where is the best place to work? Who do you work for? It all comes down to this. Are you a lion or are you a sheep? I don't even think it comes down to that. I I think it comes down to your passion. Uh, that is, what? Expand. I think it comes down to because I don't think I don't think any I don't think there's a single entrepreneur that's gonna become successful if they're not passionate about what they're selling. If they're not waking up thinking that what they're selling, whether it's you selling yourself or someone selling a product, a new food, a new technology, a new computer, or whatever, if you're not passionate about what you're you. selling, then it doesn't matter. It no, doesn't matter. I disagree with you. We we'll jump think- right in. Tell him why we agree and he's wrong. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hold on. I think that money can motivate you. I don't think. Yes. You know, I don't think. If you're um, not going to make money selling something you're not passionate about, though. I just, I completely disagree with that. It's just true. I'm not buying. You're not going to buy anything. No, no, let it, no, let him, let him speak. I, I would sell 
anything if it meant that I make more money than working at a corporate job. Yes, we wow. It's not always, Yes, we yes. <laughs> it's not that simple to say, oh, I just want money. I'm going to sell this. It's not that simple. You have to be passionate about what you're selling if you're going to be an entrepreneur. But Veer sold you water bottles. Are you passionate he, about he water liked, bottles? He here? liked selling lemonade outside. Yeah, it's not like he not, didn't like it. He Bridget, liked to do that's that. That's actually not even true because it's okay. not like... Wait, hold on, hold on. Everybody is a little right, and I'm going to put it together as well. Wait, can you let Veer speak? I want to know yes. what Veer has to say. Yes. Um, You said, hold on. You said um, Veer sold water bottles, and Baya said um, he liked to do that, which is just not true. I had to. I'm talking I about the to, lemonade. It's the same thing. I did the same thing at the time. Um, I had to sit out there for five hours. Did you so would you so would you do that for a living? Would you do that for ten years? You're gonna sit outside the, your house for ten years doing something you don't like to do to make a grand total of money. If I meant if I made the money, yes, I would do that. You, I'm telling you, yeah, but, saying it is a lot easier than doing bridge, it. Bridge, bridge. I think you. I think you and him are not actually far apart. What you're saying is there should be passion. He's saying I didn't care about the bottles of water. He likes to sell. We like the process of selling. It actually didn't matter what he was selling because he was getting paid and people were appreciating. But that's the passion. It. Yeah. So the passion is selling. So that's the thing that if you like, I love selling tickets to my comedy show. I feel strongly that anybody will have a fun time at my comedy shows, and I enjoy selling tickets to that. So you will find your groove as an entrepreneur. And just to be completely clear, because in the context of our room, this room here. There are people who will glamorize entrepreneurship, and that's completely wrong. And I don't subscribe to it at all. I don't care for VC money. I don't care for why why Combinator. I think is one of the most garbage thing oh that has God. ever can happened. Can you not? Can you third not do rate, that? Third rate budget. people, all just basically taking people, throwing money on these young people, and <laughs> throwing them in the water with no nothings, and Mom expecting billion care. billion everywhere. I do not subscribe to that. I'm saying start a small company. Real business selling a real need that human beings have, and do it better than the next person. It doesn't have to be so path breaking. Everybody doesn't have to create the next Uber and the next Apple. Just open a bagel shop and Zerna, sell not bagels. Not everyone wants to start a Patel Brothers. Okay, so then you will not have the Patel Brothers empire. Then don't worry about it. Go then, fine. I mean, go, some of them are more sophisticated than the Patels. Yeah. Okay. No, then. but that is no. something, see, Dad, that I did. disagree with. That is something I disagree. He's no, no, acting no. like he's better than Patel I know. Brothers. I know. He has I do no disagree idea. with that. I take no, great I offense on behalf of the entire okay. Jew oh community. God. I'm taking offense to this. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You I see, see, the elitism just surfaced right there. First, the Ivy League, then the big corporate. That's what happens. These big companies. Yes. They yes. brand you for life. Yes. They may mom. as well take one of those iron things and brand you on your head. Like what? You're, you no, 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 no. She's fully. Mom is so onto something because in order to do anything entrepreneurial or to build anything in your own name, you have to be humble enough to start so small and to stay so small for so long. And I do think that that is the plight of going to an Ivy League school. I think it's the plight. Of big corporations because you feel like I do feel like at Stanford sometimes people have obviously Stanford's so entrepreneurial I'm so lucky to get to be around so many people who want to build things of their own but sometimes it feels like everybody wants to be working on the biggest 
problem just to say oh that they're working God, on Zoya. the biggest problem. We have but Columbia, Cornell, Stanford represented in this room. But dad, and the person changing the world is University of Akron. <laughs> yes, University of Akron. No, I just mean that. I just mean that. I forgot about is... IIT. Oh, okay. There is. A... <laughs> Wait, IIT, everybody! All IIT people just saw it and started weeping. They're Wait, like, what did he finish? Columbia what did he finish? All I have to say, I mean, I, my thought is mostly finished, but I do think a lot of people are always over glamorizing these huge title jobs and huge title colleges, and we never actually have a conversation about what it takes away from us. And I do think it takes away from a lot of kids the ability to be humble. And I think that Veer, for example, because he is young and he's not bought into any of this, just touched on his humility. He's like, I will just sell water bottles on the street for five hours. That is the kind of like, I don't want to say naivety because it's a brilliant insight, but it's like that's the kind of thing that we lose as adults who are going through these systems and these rat races. So, Dad, actually, I completely disagree with that attitude. And I think mom is right to have called you out on it. Oh my uh, God! Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. That we all agree now. I never usually that. agree with mom, but she actually uh, made sense, and I agree with her in that case. I mean, I, I look. Dad is like, we're, we're, Dad and I are both like a little bit in shock because usually you guys don't agree with anything we both say. <laughs> so this is like, let's just take a moment for that. But uh, Bridge, I mean, you you also have, aside from the fact that you're working this job right now. You also have an entrepreneurial thing going on the side. Yeah. Both you and Zoya tutor kids. The uh, the other advantage that we haven't talked about entrepreneurship, which you both are experiencing in current time, you manage your own schedule, you manage your own day, you you own your time. Like you tutor kids, bridge you tutor kids, Zoya you tutor kids. There are days when you have an event that you don't want to do it. There are days you know that that's not something you get to control in a big company. Yeah. Right. That is a big thing. You talk about enjoying whether you like to sell lemonade or not. Like, but do you enjoy having your day off when you want it? Yeah, but because... at the same time, I want to I want to push back on that a little bit because I do think that people have a tendency to say, "Oh, you're an entrepreneur. You own your own schedule." But your schedule is twenty four seven. There's not a single minute, mom, where you are not replying to somebody's comment, posting on Instagram focusing on how I'm going to sell this ticket. How am I going to get to the next show? And so, yes, you do own your time, but there is a lot less time in general. So I would actually say that the amount of time you get free, dad probably got more free time in his corporate it's, job than you ever will as an for entrepreneur. For sure, for sure. But you, when you know that the fruits of your labor are coming to you directly, it's a lot more motivating to put in the hours. I agree. If, I mean, Zerna, if, as a result of my corporate job, I was more there for the kids. I was what? helping out at I home. What? What, are you, what? what is happening? Oh, my God. The lies people will tell. Like, just your corporate job, your, in fact, the high-profile corporate jobs are the worst. The big, big companies, I would argue, are the worst because they own all of your time because it's all this corporate like branding and like we are this and we are that. They like text you all day, all night during the holidays, everything. And and you don't enjoy any of the upside of owning a business. For years, your dad and I fought. I was like, the amount you're working, you may as well start your own thing. He never had a day off. I don't, Shalab, were you married to somebody else? <laughs> like, you your career swallowed you for 20 plus years every That's single true. day 
every single night, every weekend, every holiday. And it was to a be high fair, profile. It's the job for because of which I'm trained to invest. I know everything there is to do. Yeah, that I'm not denying that you learned a lot and you built that skill base and you do learn something. Okay. Something you do learn in these big companies. And I really am biased because I've never worked in a big company. So I should caveat that. But they, Veer, for example, did you like it when you could like say for the next two hours, uh, the beverage shop is closed? Yeah, obviously. Right? What like if mean? you wanted to do play with your friends, you were like, all right, we're ending the day early today. Did you do that sometimes? Um. And I only did it on weekends. I didn't do that sometimes, but if I if I like were to do it on weekdays, then yeah, I would enjoy that freedom. So that is, and not to mention, we didn't even go into the whole the whole cheating mess that taxation is. We're not even gonna go into the whole disaster that paying taxes is in this country, because it just goes like bridge. You for the first time are having taxes withheld. Like I want to know a year from now. How easy was it to get the taxes back? That's it's your not money. that hard. Okay. Mean, yeah, you just, oh. you just file for a, a return. That's it. Okay, so we have it on record today, right here in February of 2023. And I'm going to check back with you. Or 2024. Wait, I have a question. I have one question quickly. Yeah. So yeah. if you want us to create like the next bagel shop and do it, run it really well, or something simple and just be an entrepreneur, then yeah. why do you want us to take coding classes so badly? Like, why do you want us to understand? Oh, I, oh. I have the answer to this. Yeah, go ahead. So I, can, I, because I we agree, you answer it. No, yes. I don't know. I don't actually know if we agree. I, I learned how to code at Stanford. I didn't have any experience with engineering prior to this school. And I took classes in my freshman year, really struggled. I'm not the straight A student. There are kids in my class who exceed beyond way beyond me. I'm definitely one of the lower end students. But, but I do find that when you are a student in your undergrad, a lot of what you're learning is just how to learn and how to be curious. It's not actually the content that's super valuable. It's can you sit with a problem and think it through? I just went to Mira Marathri's um, she's the CTO of OpenAI. Um, she came to speak and I went to her talk and she explained that she was a math major in her undergrad. And she doesn't use math at all in her job anymore. Like she actually hasn't used it since like school, but she said that she would sit with these really challenging problems and she would just stare at them and she would feel so much fear. But over time from doing the reps of just sitting with it and knowing that she's going to be able to solve it, that training has helped her a lot in her job. That's what she explained. And so I think one of the benefits that learning coding has is that it's not fun. You sit there and you struggle and you sit there and you struggle and you debug and then you struggle and then you print statement and then you struggle and then you error message and then you struggle. It's There's no part of it that's pretty and enjoyable, but I think that sitting there and going through it is something that you will have to do as an entrepreneur. Right, like Bridge, if you want to start your own business one day, there are going to be problems where you have to sit there and you have to actually like unravel the problem step by step and not be afraid of what's behind all the mess. And I think and, that, yeah, that's valuable. And coding is critical because that is the language of the future. Everything will have a computer element to it. And I want you to learn, why would I worry about French and Spanish and all that rather than 
you learn the thing that will affect you no matter what job and most likely medicine as we have discussed oh my god even she medicine has a, i don't think so no he did he tell you he got a plus in biology i, I didn't the That's day he said mom you i will let's a+ think plus? about it what? yes no i didn't so, yeah yeah you did bro no. why are you spend spreading doctor <laughs> propaganda like i don't, I don't no but that computer right now your dad generation my generation we are still scared of computers there's so many things we just don't know i'm not scared do. of a computer okay all right whatever i am <laughs> he, he is but he doesn't want to admit it oh my god but, i went to iit like computers <laughs> i know how to build a computer yeah dad you yeah, didn't dad. even remember iit when you listed the colleges you made the whole <laughs> iit people cry now dad's feeling bad and is plugging iit but you should know how it works i don't want you to do it so you get a coding job I want you to learn coding so you have fluency in computer languages. And the one thing that as parents were constantly battling in America especially is this idea that everybody should do what they love. No, please don't do what you love because no one grew up loving wanting to do a kidney transplant, but that is what humanity needs. I you... mean, I in my opinion, we are no more than 5 years away where we can get a $20,000 humanoid who will work in our house and do everything for us. I actually I actually I agree with dad in the sense that like I do think that so much of I think that Bridge could learn how to code for 4 years and all of his abilities and this has nothing to do with you Bridge this has everything to do with just what I believe in terms of AI and where the future is headed. I believe that any coding that Bridge would learn just to understand it, he could easily just chat GPT Please explain how to build this thing. Yeah, that's why I've been thinking. Why am I even? But, but then you chat GPT the whole life. But chat that, GPT that, everything. Then write an essay on chat that, GPT. And, and it works song. though. But that's the thing. It works. Is chat GPT does all of that? Hold on, hold on. But but food and how what to eat to stay healthy. That a humanoid cannot teach you or do for you. So there yep. will be or many such value added things that humans will still need to do but for the most part humanoids will drive cars humanoids will write code yeah, humanoids not humanoid no nothing I, first of all, he just made he's that just up made one. Uh, humanoid is a real thing but all right okay what, what does uh, it mean i, I it's mean, like it's a robot, a robot. Yeah. but be, it, it would be called a humanoid because it because it's a human looking robot yeah oh, okay okay uh, let me explain something to you this idea has been around at least for 50 years starting with the jetsons tv series animated tv series 30 years ago when i was at case western reserve i was friends with every doctor at cleveland clinic and they used to say in 30 years back then they used to say in 25 years eyeglasses will be obsolete because lasik is now not only available it's fda approved lasik surgery no human being needs to wear eyeglasses we have surgeries to fix it and in 2024 do you know what one of the number one accessories in the world is take a guess glasses glasses mm-hmm. yes why because no one realized the fashion impact of eyeglasses uh, in social media no one realized how much people are going to buy eyeglasses just to stand out on a zoom screen i don't know like, how it's relevant in my in my family in my family everybody's eyesight is perfect my mom <laughs> always said that nobody in our gene pool ever needs eyeglasses and your- it's only because of your gene pool that we've had some eyeglass but look at our kids they don't need eyeglasses because their genes went on to me 
I have literally not a single word. His his dad walks right into the wall. <laughs> he's so blind. He walks right into people, into trees, into walls, and yet. They believe that no garg has ever needed eyeglasses. Do our kids need eyeglasses? Please I tell mean, everyone. I mean, at Why? this point, you know, can we move I, on from this? I tangent? didn't know that this was something we were going to be so proud of in our life, but here we are. Anyway, this was a riveting topic on the topic of: Do you work for somebody? <laughs> do you become an entrepreneur? Do you want to pay taxes? Do you want to own your own time? Do you want to just give away your time to big big America corporations? Uh, thank you so much to everybody who's Wait, listening. So we want to hear. Yes, Veer. What's everyone's final answer? Oh, okay. Hold on. Just hold on. Uh, we are so excited to hear what you think on this topic. Please post in the comments. Send us your thoughts. We are dying to hear what you think. Especially if you agree with me, please be extra vocal because <laughs> these guys are in here thinking <laughs> that they are right about everything. And as we close every episode with a segment of good grades with guards. We're gonna do a round robin where each one of us is gonna assign one person in today's episode who deserves the A grade for bringing something useful, entertaining, educational. They will help us uh, understand why they are assigning that person an A grade, and we want to know from you who you gave the good grade with guards today to. The A grade goes to whom? Who wants to go first? I'm ready. Okay, I'm Zoya. Ready. Okay, so I, I think Bridge and Veer deserve an equal A grade today. I loved the conversation over passion that Bridge began by explaining that in order to be an entrepreneur, you have to be passionate. And I loved how Veer rebutted that and said, "I agree with you, but I believe that you can be passionate about more than just the romantic reasons, including money or even the ability to preserve your own time." So I thought that whole conversation was probably the highlight of this episode for me. Okay. I think okay. my yeah. Okay, you go. Oh, hold on, Dad. Shall I go? My A grade has to go to your mother because oh. as much as oh, I, my, you're it so goes to her every time. Every time. He's pandering. No, no, no. Especially on this topic, because as you guys know, the last few years I did not keep that coveted corporate job that I keep talking about. And had it not been for your mother's entrepreneurship and her talent, we would not have survived as a family. So my A grade absolutely has to go to your mother. The listeners are gonna think, "Oh, Shalab, I know." Why uh, even I'm this. like, "Oh, <laughs> I know, I know." But it's the truth. Is it not the truth? Am I not? It saying is the, the truth. truth. It is the truth. It is the truth. You didn't say anything incorrect. Okay, who wants to go next? I I want to go next. I want to say something, and then I'll get my grade. Just okay. about the passionate thing. Just one last thing, yeah. because of who we surround ourselves with as a family, and how none of us are really have like large friend groups that come over all the time. We surround ourselves with people who are driven. They like to work. All of your friends' mom likes to work, and we talk to them a lot. Um, it's hard to understand how many people, because I go to public school, so I see a lot of kids like this that just aren't passionate about any skill. They aren't passionate about any skill, and because of that, going into the corporate force for them would work. Because for them, working a nine to five with a structural format where they know they have to do this every morning, they know they have to they complete this by five o'clock p.m. would work perfectly for them. That's all I'm saying. That's okay. Now I'll get my grade. Okay. okay. I thought that was a good thing to say. That's okay. a great observation. My grade goes to Didi, and it goes to Didi because I think that her her being a junior at college gives her an incredible perspective on this topic because she can go either way. She can go either path. So knowing that she took she's not taking the corporate path, but she took an internship for a corporate company, but also thinks about if she wants to go into entrepreneurship and her thought process, like because she's heard from so many different、um, people, like you, like Dad. 
grandparents, cousins, and everything of what she should do has the most... She's the one with the decision to make, really. This is a topic for us. This is her actual life decision for her. Oh, okay. So basically, you three always give each other the good grades. Okay, but dad, dad gives it to you. Gives I it give it to the boys. And we know why dad gives it to me because let's not be <laughs> twisted about why this is happening. I, I Basically, I should get the best grade in this podcast because I'm oh the only God. one telling any truth. Stop. You know, we already on. know you're going to give it to yourself. Now let's no, go. we don't know that. We don't we know do. that. That's going to be a big reveal. Veer, Veer do you want to um, go next? <clears throat> I think everybody deserves an A grade because everybody brought something to this topic because all of you guys are older than me, so you have more experience with taxes and stuff. So, I honestly don't. I should be. I don't know what I'm doing in terms of taxes. <laughs> okay, so Veer, you're really giving it to everybody? I mean, you can give it to three out of four if you want or something. <laughs> what? What? If you want to remove one person and be like, I didn't find this one's input particularly valuable, you can do that. Wow. No, we are, we have to be ruthless with the grading. Otherwise, what's the point? So if what if I give it to dad by and Didi? Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, oh. Veer. Not, if you not really want to go that way. I mean, you really want to do that. <laughs> no, go, go for it, Veer. I, it's not like I'm not going to remember it or anything. <laughs> oh, my God, Mom. That's so manipulative. Okay, Mom. Who is your grade? Okay, who is your grade? Good grade for Garg, aside from the obvious where it should go, which we all know it should go to me. But I would say it goes squarely to Veer because mm. he, at his young age came out swinging in defense for entrepreneurship based on a very serious entrepreneurial endeavor that he undertook by himself in the last two years. And not only did he undertake it, he created the vision of it. He executed it. He sat with it. He made money from it from beginning to end when he was 10 years old on the streets of New York. Whatever he ends up doing in life, whether he ends up taking a job, whether he ends up being an entrepreneur or, or creative or whatever, the fact that he did that at that age with so much courage and determination and with that experience was able to explain his point of view today uh, is something that will always make him a superstar in life. And uh, I essentially like to align myself with superstars. So they go. <laughs> Does that does that mean that we're all not? I, yeah, like, I don't I know what like, that dig was. That was, was a very dig? weird. You see, that was really moment. beautiful. That I mean, was a beautiful tradition. That I think we all. You know, one sentence too far. You always one sentence too far. You always have to end with a dig. Like you need to end. <laughs> you, you guys have chosen to align yourself with your dad and the Ivy League and the fanciness of the college and all that. Then go be with him. Then go be with him. That's fine. Anyway, this is, as you know, there is a lot of love in our family. I'm sure you felt it as there is a lot of love in your life and your family. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our riveting episode of should you get a job? Should you be an entrepreneur? Should you pay taxes? Should you try to own your time? Uh, and mostly, should you listen to your dad? Thank you so much. I can't wait to hear what you think. And tune in next time for another episode of Zanagar Family Podcast.